0: Hey y'all, you're listening to the Pink Elephant Show with Shanice Montgomery and Dominique Brown. Two boss babes who took their God-given gifts and created a platform to have honest conversations about love, life, and business. Each week, Shanice and Dominique, your favorite wedding experts, take a deep dive discussing different topics to
1: help you achieve
0: those relationship goals you've always dreamed of. If you are dating, engaged, married, or even single, Then sis, have a seat at our table because this show is for you.
2: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Pink Elephant Show. We're your hosts, I'm Dominique. And I'm Shanice.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode. This one, we have a special guest, Caitlin Foxworth. Caitlin is a good friend of ours. Side note, it's a good chance Dominique and I... Like we would not know each other if it wasn't for Caitlin. So that's a fun fact. So we're thankful for our relationship with Caitlin and we're thankful that she brought us together. And Caitlin is a mom. She has a beautiful son, a wife, an entrepreneur, and she is an author, podcaster. She does everything, y'all. She is an amazing woman. And we're so thankful to know her and to have her as a friend and for her to be on our show today. So get your notes ready, your pen, your paper, your phone, whatever you do to take notes, because you are going to walk away with some gems because she is just such an amazing and wise woman. And so I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode.
2: Yes, for sure. So Caitlin just released her first part of her four-part personal development book series, I Killed My Own Killer. So she has this book series as well as a podcast. So be sure to check that out as well. It's just going to help you have a better well-rounded life physically, relationally, spiritually, and even on a personal level. So again, check out the first part of her book series. And she talks about how she killed her father's killer. And it's such a great great book because it just goes into just how you can create better healthier habits for yourself
0: okay Caitlin so tell our listeners who is Caitlin Foxworth give them the rundown girl give them your backstory and your journey from just I guess like your vegan journey the day you thought you wanted to be an author just everything you think we need to know so they can know who Caitlin is after they get done listening to this episode
1: Yeah. Well, let's take them from the beginning. So before there was Caitlin Foxworth, there was Caitlin Sonye. That's my maiden name. And I'm from Patterson, Louisiana. So growing up there, it was a very small town. I had, I don't know, close thinking, I guess you could say neighborhood thinking where I saw people do things one way and I thought that was how everybody else does it. So it wasn't until I graduated Patterson High that I moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, got my degree at LSU, And that's also where I prayed for a really good husband, and I met him there, and then he and I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And once I got to Atlanta, Georgia, I realized just because we were doing things one way in Patterson, Louisiana, doesn't mean it's the right way. So I started to explore different health options, and in 2016, I went vegan. And I did so because my dad, he died of a heart attack, his dad died of a heart attack, all before the age of 40. So I realized that what we've been doing in Louisiana was definitely not helping us live a long lifestyle, and moving to Atlanta fresh out of college really helped me on my vegan journey because I got to meet with different people, different cultural backgrounds, so it really expanded my mindset. And then in 2018, whenever I transitioned from Caitlin Sonier to Caitlin Foxworth, shortly after that, I had gotten pregnant, had my little boy, and the journey of pregnancy and motherhood It wasn't easy for me to continue this vegan lifestyle while going through pregnancy and traveling so much and even being a busy mom. So that's whenever I really just gave myself grace. I wasn't a cutthroat vegan like I used to be before pregnancy. And I became Caitlin Foxworth. My husband loves food. So yes, I do love to live a vegan lifestyle 99% of the time. But if my husband wants to take me on a date and there's chicken wings there, I'm not going to hurt his feelings and eat the chicken wings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Awesome. And you didn't mention the best part. You are an author and we are so proud of you. And podcaster and you've written these amazing, well, this amazing book series. And the first one that has been released is I Killed My Father's Killer. And we will link. Yes. And I have a copy too. So I have not finished it, but it really is a great book. We'll make sure to link it below in the description so you can grab a copy yourself. But I just want to commend you because one, I cracked up just like in the intro, I was cracking up and I was like, Caitlin is hilarious. Like this book, the way you've written it is so well written. It's funny. It's entertaining. And also it's like teaching me in that same process. So I just want to commend you on just writing, being a good storyteller because you're literally telling a story, but you're also teaching at the same time.
1: Yay. Well, you hit the nail on the head as a reader. That's what I wanted my readers to get. Just because whenever I met my husband at LSU, we met in a network marketing business. And in doing so, we had to read a lot of personal development books and books to grow our mindset on business. And I truly enjoyed everything I was learning. But at the same time, like I'm a Twilight girl. I love The Hunger Games. I love fiction books where I can just dive into another world and learn a new story. And every chapter is just a different character or story plot. Whereas personal development books, it's teaching you how to do this and you need to do this. And I wanted to intertwine those two. So I knew that I wanted to be a personal development writer, but also a good storyteller. So that's why I became a personal development writer. And I have a four-part book series. And see, I Killed My Own Killer series. So book one, I Killed My Father's Killer, is all about health and wellness. And that's the one you're referring to because it was published in July of 2020. I Killed My Own Killer is a book all about social media and the internet And where it was 10 years ago and where it's at today and where it's going to be in the future and how it's killing us in many ways that we don't even realize. Because there's so many times I go to the park with my son and I see parents on their cell phones not paying attention to their kids. Or sometimes you could be in the same room as a family member and not even speak a word to each other because you're so submerged in your phone. Or you probably know couples that go to sleep at night and the last thing that they look at is their cell phone instead of themselves. So in a way, they're killing their own marriage. So that's what I Killed My Own Killer is about. And then the third book is I Killed My Mother's Killer, which is a spiritual-based book that talks about the power of prayer and how there was this woman who had kids, a husband. The husband died, and she became really depressed, resorted to alcohol, pills, and the daughters just kept praying for their mom and praying for their mom. And when there seemed to be no end to their terrible journey through the power of prayer, God overcame it all. And then the fourth book is I Killed My Husband's Killer, which talks about me and my husband's own personal financial journey, being entrepreneurs from like broke college kids to where we're at now and what the future holds.
2: Awesome. That's so amazing. And I just want to, you know, again, commend you on that because in this four part series, you're getting so vulnerable and sharing these things like that are, you know, that hits home for you. And I just want to ask, like, how did you find the courage to be so comfortable and vulnerable when writing this four part series?
1: Thank you for that. A while ago somebody told me that like all the tests you go through in your life, it's to be testimonies for somebody else. And that really hit home for me because whenever I was younger and my dad died, you'll see a lot of the characters in my stories have personal messages that relate to my life, and this is one of them. But whenever my dad died, my mom, she became an alcoholic. So, I really was alone. I had nobody to resort to and then I suffered from severe depression and obesity. And I tried to commit suicide. And I remember God telling me that I had greater things ahead, even though I saw darkness in that moment, there was light, but that didn't mean light tomorrow. That didn't mean next week and men in the future. And now that I'm on the other side of things and I can really see what God's purpose was for me, that encourages me to be so open and transparent to other people just to give them light and to hopefully encourage them. I like to follow a lot of social media influencers and other people to inspire me too. And that's one thing. One of the biggest people that I like to follow on social media, she'd kind of been living a lie, talking about her marriage and different things to encourage other marriages, and then recently had a divorce. And that hurt me because I was taking her advice, but instead of using it as pain, and just being so upset because this one influencer did that in her life, I'm just like, nope, that's fire under my butt to keep my marriage strong. That's fire under my butt to like, lay out everything for people who are watching and to be open and honest because- you can follow somebody and appreciate all the great things that they do. But at the same time, that starts to become fake. People want to see the good and the bad. And that's how you become raw. And that's what I do in my writing. And I make sure my editor tells me, okay, well, it seems a little fake or, hey, can you talk more about this? So my editor really keeps me on being open and transparent too for my readers.
0: I love that. And just to kind of piggyback off what Dom said like yes like these books they're literally like your life or a certain degree if it's not you know all the way your life is kind of stem from life experiences mm-hmm. and so you've been through some traumatic things but yet you are one of the most strongest women I know I'm from South Mississippi y'all if I'm my grammar you are one <laughs> of the most strongest woman I know that's right and so what advice or how do you stay in tune with your emotions like how do you not be derailed by things because you could easily you know say you know what this happened that's a great excuse for me to do blah 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 and just do all these just you know go on a negative spiral but how do you keep yourself in a good headspace where you don't let what you've been through determine your future
1: yeah Well, because I'm super honest and transparent in my books, I'll be very raw on the Pink Elephant podcast too. So two months ago, I had a miscarriage and that was a breaking point for me because I had my son 19 months ago. I got you know, fit again, or at least what I wanted to be in my health. And then I gained a little bit of weight because I was almost out of my first trimester. And then I found out I had a miscarriage. So in my mind, I'm like, well, geez, I gained all this weight for nothing. Emotionally, I'm broken down because... I'm starting to grow, but there's no life inside of me. So it was hard for me to shake back. But then I realized just what I realized in childhood, that my purpose is bigger, that God has bigger things ahead of me, and I can't get my mind wrapped up in what's happening right now. Yes, I have to heal and go through it, but I can't get mentally stuck right then and there. So the biggest piece of advice I can get for somebody who's going through an emotional spiral and they feel themselves going downhill is give yourself grace and realize like these moments, they don't last forever. You will come up again, but you have to get yourself there. So every morning I would look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, okay, you've got this weight that you gained from your miscarriage, and I could either choose to bring my thought process back to the sad, depressing moments of the miscarriage, or secondly, I can choose to think about the positive future I want to have. And I would automatically just think about the positive future I want. And I talk a lot about that in my book, too, because health and wellness, yes, it's a physical thing. You talk about what you see in your weight, your physical aspects, but a lot of it starts with your mindset. So that's the biggest tip that I can give somebody is to just change your mindset and move forward.
2: That's good. Thank you, Caitlin. That's so good. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that and, you know, just, you know, that really resonates with me because I actually went through miscarriage too earlier this year and just going through and battling a lot of those emotions of like man I just feel so depressed and mm-hmm. like because for me I'm sure the same for you is just like as soon as I found out I was pregnant like I'm already planning like you know deliveries and like baby showers and it's just like it's alive like the baby's there for me so it's mm-hmm. you know so encouraging to hear you talk about that and because I feel like a lot of women don't have the courage to speak about it because I think like, especially in the communities where we're from, like mm-hmm. people are so quick to say like, when are you having a baby? And, you know, just that realizing that that can be triggering for, you know, another mother that, you know, you yeah. not able to
1: experience. Pregnancy. And then you have your phone and you're looking at people on social media that has new pregnancy announcements mm-hmm. or talking about their kids. So it brings you back to that original thought process of, man, this is happening, but you just got to, Try to keep moving forward. I'm sorry you went through that, Dominique, but I know brighter things are ahead for you in the future, too. And I hope a lot of your listeners can relate to all of this.
2: For sure. And I appreciate that. So, when will be like the release dates for the rest of the books? Because I know I'm going to cop all four, you know, whenever they come out, you know, the next three. So, when can everyone expect to have those, you know, in their homes?
1: Yeah. So in July of 2020, I Killed My Father's Killer launched. However, as most of us know, we were experiencing COVID. So I like to call that a soft launch. And now that we are entering into phase three of coronavirus and things are getting back to normal, I'm going to push another launch for this first book in December, which is good because, I mean, people are already trying to get healthier for the new year. So from an author's aspect who's trying to get their book into the hands of readers, it works out for me to relaunch. I killed my father's killer. So if you didn't get that book yet, that's okay. We're going to be relaunching it. And the cool thing with I killed my father's killer is we did a book club with it too. So at the end of every chapter, there's a journal to help you reflect on like your eating habits and your physical activity, just your mental health. And we did a really cool book launch the past 60 days and this book club changed so many women's lives just mentally physically emotionally so I want to continue that book club aspect of it but I'm also having a coaching program with it too which is way more personal and that just happened so I killed my father's killers relaunch will be in December of 2020 and then shortly after that is going to be I killed my own killer about social media and that'll be like right when the new year starts in 2021 and I like to launch each book six months apart so whenever I originally planned everything, I killed my father's killer. We're supposed to be in July and then the next one in January and then the next one the following July. However, because of coronavirus, we're just backed up six months, which is OK. <laughs> <laughs> so That's fine. the next one will be in January of twenty twenty
0: one. Awesome. I have two things. But before you hop off this call. We always like to talk about the elephant in the room. And I know you are all about eating healthy and this, especially people in the South. Is this a myth or a fact?
1: Is eating healthy expensive? That's a very good question. The reason most people think it's expensive is because whenever you look at government funded programs, a lot of them are giving you cheese, milk, processed cereals, so just a list of unhealthy foods, stuff that's definitely not on the vegan list. (laughs) But aside from being vegan, let's just talk about healthy in general. It is not expensive to eat healthy. You just have to learn your ways around it. So another myth that people think is just so true is eating healthy is so expensive because you have to go to Whole Foods and all this craziness. I have not been to Whole Foods since 2000. 16. And even then I only went to go to the bar because they have like a cute little winery in there. <laughs> and I didn't even get any food from there. So I don't shop at Whole Foods or anything like that. Some of the cheapest foods are dry beans, grains, and rice. And I have dry beans and rice in my pantry that I've had for two years now that I'm finally just running out of. So just if you buy from like local produces, we have what we call fresh pickings here in Louisiana they have a lot of fresh vegetables, grains, nuts, different things like that. So I stock up over there. And if you just know the right recipes, the right ingredients, it does not have to be expensive. And the biggest thing that I push, if you follow me on Instagram or in my private Facebook group is stop trying to follow all these fancy recipes. Cause if I have like a whole list of ingredients and this fancy recipe to make this crazy dish, I will get overwhelmed I need it simple, I need it quick because I have a toddler that's screaming and yanking at my legs and a husband who's screaming, I'm hungry. So, quick <laughs> you know, and as least ingredients as possible.
0: Awesome. That is a great, great tip. Um,
1: where can our listeners connect with you after the show? You can connect with me on Instagram. My name is Caitlin underscore Foxworth. K-A-T-E-L-Y-N underscore Foxworth, F-O-X-W-O-R-T-H. And on Facebook, if you are into the Facebook group community, you just have to type in, I killed my own killer book series and podcast. And in that group, you'll see me post stuff on meatless Mondays or terrific Tuesdays or wacky Wednesdays, just different things to help you stay motivated because my brand is all about understanding, like, yes, life is hard, but if we get through it together, it doesn't have to be. So that's why I do different daily posts. So that's my Instagram and my Facebook. And then the book, you can get it on kfoxworth.com or on Amazon.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Caitlin. We really enjoyed having you on today's episode. Yeah, I love everything that you ladies are about.
1: So I appreciated talking to you. Thanks, Caitlin. You're the best. Thank y'all.
0: Thanks for tuning in for another episode. I hope you guys walk away with something that you can apply to your life starting today because Caitlin definitely left us with some goodies. Thank y'all again and we'll see y'all next time.